0: Welcome to the College Church Sabbath School Podcast, where each week Pastor Einar Rahm and Elder Roger Prather will be diving into the weekly lesson from the Seventh-day Adventist Church. The congregation at the College Church has made it their motto to love, grow, and serve. We really want to learn to love more, grow more, and serve more. It is our hope that through these conversations, we can learn to better serve our congregation, our local community, and the world. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you are blessed with today's conversation.
1: Welcome to the College Church Podcast, and we're glad that you are, or we're actually we're honored to be part of your life here as uh, you're, you're tuning in. You may be in the car, be in your home, uh, taking the dog for a walk, and so we're just thankful that we be part of your life we hope that this will be time well spent right. and um we're looking at lesson number 10 in the sabbath school quarterly mission to the unreached part one and my name is pastor Ram, Rahm, and with me is thomas bloom daniel thomas and soon to be joining us is roger prather Correct. so as we start this lesson and you know we gotta remember we're at lesson number 10 we are nearing quote graduation yes, that's right that's right it's wrapping <laughs> and <up. laughs> and we need to say okay what is this going to look like after we get our diplomas you know our sheepskin mm. and uh, <laughs> and Ooh. and maybe some of us don't want it yeah you know, let me just repeat the course you know okay and, and uh, <laughs> i don't feel like i'm ready for this so but all seriousness uh, daniel would you pray for us as we start absolutely let's bow our heads
2: heavenly father um I thank you for this opportunity to come together with uh, such a wonderful camaraderie of gentlemen that love you and that love sharing your gospel. Lord, I pray that everything we share as we interact here will be a blessing to your people. I ask you to bless Rogers; he's still uh, to come and join us. Mm-hmm. Guide us as we walk through your word and help us to provide Christian principles of truth that will help someone to grow mm-hmm. in grace and getting closer to you. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks and praise.
1: Amen. 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 All right. So the lesson is Mission to the Unreached. And we are sitting, the three, soon to be four of us, are sitting in Lancaster, Massachusetts, uh, 45 minutes from one of the most secular cities in the United States. And I say it because let's start off with the bad news. The bad news is the number... Of unreached people is growing every day, Pastor. Every day, and and the percentage of society is. And we go to Boston, and we see, that's called the Nuns, N O N E S. We've heard about that before. They yes. don't claim any religion. Yes. And uh, so How- yes. However, mm. I don't think they
2: don't claim spirituality.
1: Okay. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Good point. You know, when I was at Boston University. Um, there was a book that I read, I'm trying to think of the title and I can't, but I remember a title was called, um, or, or part of it was, it referred to the unreached as unchurched. Right. Oh is yeah, that that's a, very is popular. That a, is, yeah. is that um, the flavor in which we are saying um, the unreached? Because I I kind of didn't, I got some aspect of that out of the lesson in yeah. terms of Paul's yeah. dealings, but I don't think sometimes that's the way we as Christians think.
3: No. Yeah, no, no. No, it's us against the, um, the atheists. Okay. That's, that's kind of the way that we set this whole scenario up. Okay. And that's why I said un, they're not – they claim spirituality, but they don't claim an organized religion of any kind. Yeah. And so that, I, I can firmly believe that that number is absolutely growing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. <clears throat> now, the, the key focal point of this week's lesson is Acts 17. And I don't know if we'll take the time to read the entire chapter, but it's worth it. Worth it to read it because it shows you the church at its very, very early stages and how in the world is it growing. And 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 I'm going to put it like this, is that they leaned into the problem rather than leaning away from the problem. And um, you know, we can read here in Acts 17, uh, Paul's uh, travels: Thessalonica, mm-hmm. Berea, and Athens. And it's interesting how I kind of I like some of them, like some of them in the alliteration mood. And and I'm I'm kind of seeing this point of connect, complement, converse, and then Christ. Okay. So connect, you see, and that's I think step number one. It's one of our biggest challenges. Just connecting, then having a conversation, having, complimenting, them. that's one thing that we will see in a few minutes here that Paul does, and then share our testimony. And I think that's part of the picture here is sharing what has God done for us.
3: Well, it's interesting because I've lived in this community going on 40 plus years.
1: But you're only 29, that doesn't add up. Thank you, sir. I I know,
3: um,
2: you know, he's just a young guy, man.
3: (laughs) And it's always been interesting that you bring that up because I've seen this community of faith go through oh, yeah. several iterations of connecting with down the road, yep, yep, and keeping them at arm's length. Yeah. So I've seen, for my time here, those multiple iterations, and it usually depends on you know who's in the big chair at any given time mm-hmm. as to whether their own personal philosophy is engagement or withdrawal. That's a good
2: point. So I'm going to come from the standpoint of where I think that enough's enough. Um, We are, I feel, at a tipping point Mm. where we can no longer, um, and and we've talked about this over our our experience as we gentlemen have been here together, where um, a lot of the lessons are written from the strategizing standpoint of bringing folks into adventism yeah, right bringing right. them into the church but not necessarily bringing them into christ
1: yeah well you're now you're going down a different road man <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think these were written without that
2: intent sure
3: <laughs> but i understand what you're saying
2: yes so obviously paul in the greco-roman world he's in thessalonica he's in berea he's in Um, Athens all major polices city Greek word for city polis um, at the time and Paul is trying to kind of look at a way to reach out to the and I'm gonna say unchurched those who are those who are not um, those who are not um, of necessarily of of his persuasion or of his faith yeah and um, so so there's a formula. There's a way he goes about talking to them and relating to them. And what was Paul's goal? Paul's goal was to help them learn about Christ. Is that our goal mm-hmm. or is our goal making them good Adventists? And I, and I, <laughs> I, I got to go there right. because well. there's a lot of allusions in the lesson to where the topic must come so I think
1: I think let me let's step back for a minute here sure. and just before we started recording I met I showed this book that I purchased years ago called You Lost Me Why Young Christians Are Leaving Church and yes. Rethinking Faith and the gentleman to my right he is more he's more um, proactive than I am because he read the book I haven't read it yet yep. uh, but I brought it with me because what we're seeing as i mentioned earlier is a lot of people are leaving the faith and i'm not I'm not talking about those in their 50s or 60s right maybe not even the 40s but you get down to the 20s and the teens that's a whole different story there isn't
3: a person in the sound of my voice if they're attending a local SDA church that if you walk in there now your church may be different but the vast majority of the churches i walk into
1: you see a wide age gap oh yeah okay. oh yeah and and, so, and as a pastor, I tell you, I've been in a situation where I show up, and all you see is gray hair. You stand mm, in the back, and it's just uh, Q-tips. Right. Some they call it Q-tips. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I
3: mean, you have you have twenty somethings, yeah, mm-hmm. or or young children, like they'll bring their grandchildren or something like that, or you and or you'll see a an old, sixty-five and older set, yeah, uh, sprinkled in. Sorry, no, the, no, 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 no. St- sprinkled in with the occasional, you know, family that has made their spiritual stand here with the with the Seventh day Adventist Church.
2: And, and and that's where I ask the question, or at least I find myself asking the question, how many of them that are leaving, and that's just to the book, yep. understand fully what they're leaving. Because See, there's now, a tremendous amount of biblical illiteracy, not doctrinal illiteracy. Right. They understand doctrine. They understand church. Yep do they understand the Bible that is the bedrock on which the denomination and the doctrines stand on? And I'd argue they do not.
1: Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think you're afraid. I have to agree you're, you're, you're with you. That's a not a good diagnosis, not a happy no. one, but I no, think it's, it's true. <clears throat> and, I, and I want to tie it back into some of the chapter headings. Yes. Uh, one is, and this is where the church tends to be disconnected, uh-huh. when a youth shows up, a young adult, uh, overprotective. Now, that's kind of interesting. You think, how can you be overprotective? But I think you could be overprotective of, well, we have the truth, that's error, so don't bring it in here. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's
3: also the, there's them out there. We're right. not going to let them in because right. our child might be infected with something. Yep.
2: I've seen that when I was and, in seminary seminar and I did my junior pastoring. Oh, yeah. The church that I was um, a part of, um, I I interned, the community was a very progressive, very educated community. Mm -hmm. And that community, its youth left Mm. because um, all throughout their experience, their parents didn't want them contaminated by it. I'm talking about a church in the Benton Harbor area of Michigan, if oh, you understand yeah. that area. yeah, There's a lot of, it's high crime. There's a lot yep. of vice. And so the church, to Tom's point and to your point, Pastor, circled the wagon. Yep. You got your, your, your pillars in there that guard that. Yep. And the thing, the sheep that they were keeping in, now have matured and left uh-huh. the sheepfold, and they're not coming back. Right
1: and and that that we could start shed tears over that yeah. the other complaints or the the issues are shallowness which i can see that because i've been i i've been in enough sabbath school classes not here at our church praise god but it's Amen. sabbath school classes it's it's literally a line of clichés yeah you know one after the other <clears throat> right and and it's like sometimes i want to pull my hair out <laughs> <laughs> And anti-science is another I've, one. I've, I've done that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm doing it too. <laughs> Not me. Not me. I'm Talk doing it, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Anti-science. Yes. And and that. My wife and I were talking about this earlier, and and uh, you know she's a smart lady, and and it's like this when we were in boarding academy Mm. that wasn't the issue it's like more of a more recent post-1980s maybe in the 1990s where this has sort of become an attitude and then repressive Mm. now that's kind of an interesting uh thing an exclusive it goes along with protective yeah repressive is yeah sure and then doubtless and that i think is an interesting one that we need to say hey look if somebody has a you know questioning the uh, one of our doctrines or mm. if they're questioning the love of God where do you need to be you need to be in your church family well
3: this is where you learn that you can walk on it when it's frozen but not swim in it when it's warm mm. Mm. those mm-hmm. are those doubtless you can't ride your bicycle because you know it, it, okay this that one in the book was the one that I was the most irate about because because that was my generation that was mm. We had people, and they're well-meaning. I'm not denigrating anybody's ideas here, okay? But you had well-meaning people who simply were terrified with the words, I don't know. Go find yeah. out. Yeah. Okay? And when they, they knew that they had to give us something, and right. so they would come up with these answers, and you're like, what? And then, <laughs> oh, and then they would say, well, and go read your Bible. And so I would. right? And what did I find out? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want you to come back <laughs> but or, or. i mean those there was no what they were telling me wasn't necessarily biblical right or it just simply wasn't there yeah. and so that meant i was left to my own you know what's my relationship
1: vertically tell me right yeah right yeah so um I bring this up because we need to realize the arena we're walking into. And okay. I want to get into Acts 17. Sure. And I'm kind of looking at our clock here. And so Paul, they go to Thessalonica, and there's a, they go to the Jewish synagogue. I'm in Acts 17, 1. Now, 2, he goes to the synagogue on the Sabbath, and he goes there three Sabbath days. Now, I find that interesting because... For us, we think, oh, you yeah, go for an hour and come back. I don't think this was a one-hour deal. I think this was many hours, uh, maybe all day. And, and um, so that what we're, I'm bringing that up because we're looking at an investment in time.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to understand, okay, from this is my wheelhouse. Historically speaking, the Jewish synagogue was the center of Jewish life. Correct. Okay, yeah. so what you would do is the wise men would gather, yeah. and they would argue over Torah. And that yes. was an all-day event. A lot of times,
1: it was. Yep, yep. and and um, and at the end of the day, they would. I, you know, I hope they would say they're all brothers and brothers. I want to say brothers in Christ. Well, but,
3: that's the beauty of arguing with a Jewish person. I've watched this happen. They will call each other the worst things. I mean. Not swears and stuff like that, but they'll be like, You unlearned fool, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And they'll go back and forth with each other and they'll argue over what we would call jots and tittles in the law. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. But at the very end, they'll be like, Okay, we're going to go all, go down to Starbucks and we're going to have a coffee and they'll throw each other's their arms around each other and they're like, We're yeah. brothers. And, you know, you're right. still an idiot,
1: but I love you anyway. Right. And, and
2: so, so the, um, so, you, know, you, you know, no, I love, I love so, when you share that. <laughs> Tom, go ahead, Pastor.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. This is good. This is good.
2: Well, and, and so, so, you know the, the the brotherhood of course was because we're, we're all jews so right, so, so right. that's you know that's a common ancestry kind common um understanding however um the aspect that they argued over of course were aspects um in the word mm-hmm. and, and in scripture and well okay great paul he spent three sabbaths and they go in and they're arguing scriptures 21st century. What, where's what's where's the equivalent?
3: Mm-hmm. What is the equivalent? Yeah. 15 Most, second TikToks.
2: I, I know. <laughs> Most times Sabbath schools and, and you gentlemen of all, I've all, I've had the privilege of, of doing Sabbath school with all of you. Most of the time, Sabbath school is a monologue.
1: Mm, yeah, that's the scary uh, we part. We have
2: we have fortunately, you gents and, and myself, we have strived to make it a dialogue where people are getting in and we're looking critically at scripture we're looking at it so paul's having this experience yeah and uh and and that's embedded in the text and of course um it's a greco-roman community yeah and you've also got the new kid on the block which is christianity
1: so and on that note so paul goes there to you know reason with them that jesus is the messiah yes and and you know we here we are 2023, we see the church sort of as a evolution mm. <laughs> of that moment. Mm-hmm. We have 28 beliefs. You got the state of the dead. You you know clean unclean. All these things. He was just very basic. Is Jesus Christ who he says he is? Right. And and I think that's to have that singular focus is just really refreshing. And, and amazing and i think that brings us back to where we were earlier with the uh, with the um, you lost me you know different chapter headings in the sense that you know why are people disconnecting hmm. and we have forgotten that it's about jesus yes you know we have forgotten it's about jesus well we and, we we spend uh, a lot
3: of time on what and we've talked about this before we spend a lot of time on wedge issues yeah how can we wedge into somebody's life okay mm-hmm. so that we can then present you know either the church doctrine or 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 kind of thing and and we've almost turned it formulaic yes. okay a plus b equals c input this input that and therefore you now have a conversation about jesus no no no, no it doesn't no. work like that no it's way more organic
1: yeah it is and it's so it's, which it's, is a tough see, thing for us right? it is we struggle with and the jews were jealous so they round up some bad characters, love how it said, the bad characters, <laughs> and from the mo- marketplace and formed a mob and they riot the city and they get Paul, Silas, in trouble and they end up eventually moving on to Berea and basically they follow the same mode here and then they go to Athens and this is where it's interesting that uh, you know, we know more about his dialogue there in Athens. Of course he was distressed to see the idols, the F- city was full of idols. And, uh, you know, I mean, what do you expect, you know? I mean, we're not going to expect, you know, a a, a church in every corner. It it
3: also says something very interesting here. It says Paul knew that he could not approach the Athenians in the same way that he had approached the Jews or even God-fearing Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Right. He understood
2: this. So, um, you know, beautiful thing. I wanted to take us back to verse uh, 4. I just want to
1: say one thing. So what's interesting about that whole idols issue, is deep in the heart of every human being there is a desire to worship something. Mm-hmm. It could be as simple as money and power, they're giving their lives to attain power or money. Yep. Um, it could be social friends, it could be whatever. It might be property, um, uh, you know, respect from people. That's their God. Right. Yes. Right. And so I think we need to be saying, okay, you walk into a city like Cambridge and it's very secular, mm-hmm. and but it's filled with gods. Yes. Now the key is, is we're not coming in there to wag our fingers. It's not going to do us. No. Imagine standing at Harvard Square and saying, mm. you think you're going to be a better person if you have a second PhD, mm. you know that's not going to fly <laughs> very long. They're going to look at me and and call yeah. security, <laughs> you know. But well, you know what is it that's driving people? Yeah. And and is it the, the quest for knowledge? Good thing, but mm-hmm. it's not going to bring you peace. Not going to bring you salvation. Not going to bring you a, a, you know, a, a, a better deeper meaning of living. So, mm. Daniel, what, you were going to say something and I had yeah.
2: To... No, no, no. I, I love that. Um, I was taking us back to, before you got to Athens, um, so back to Thessalonica, verse mm-hmm. 4. And um, this is, of course, Acts uh, 17, verse 4. Um, it says here, uh, some of the Jews were persuaded yes. and joined Paul and Silas, as did a large number of God-fearing Greeks and a few prominent women so that i think what i hear you saying pastor is um and I, and I have this identified in my notes um paul secured um common ground
1: yeah that's a good that i'm glad you brought that up so
2: that's a good launch point yep. and and i say to myself okay if we were in and you gave some examples cambridge or in, yep. in harvard square yep. um you know are we are we looking for common ground I think um, Paul sensed that frustration, those three Sabbaths that he was there ministering with the community. And okay, they, these folks have gods, and he later on would approach that in Athens. They've got idols. Um, what are the gods? What are the idols? And where's the common ground in the 21st century that is necessary for believers to seek to begin to have that conversation, that authentic, organic conversation. Yeah.
1: So I think um, you know when when I lately really, I've been really in, enthralled with the uh, writings and sermons by T- Pastor Tim Keller. He was he passed away this year from pancreatic cancer, mm-hmm. and um, but he was at Redeemer Presbyterian Church, I think on the West Side. And basically, this, the church—they had done some surveys in Manhattan, and there were hardly anybody going to church. And okay. they actually were able to move the needle in a positive way. Okay. And he—he he really just basically deals with basic issues of identity. Mm-hmm. You know, who are you? I'm not talking about gender issue. I'm talking about like who are you? Are you somebody who was mentioned earlier? Just somebody who is trying to attain power and money and and you know move to park avenue and, and have a yeah and have a have a vacation have a place out on the hamptons what is life about and i think that's when if we were to just move our little study here down to cambridge it would be very interesting to have a few people on our podcast and say yeah what in the world is life about you know you you, you go to school you get an education. You have your career, you retire, and you die. All right, is that what it's all about? And and you know, is there some overarching divineness to it? Is there a purpose? And
2: I love this. I'm I'm delighted to. Hear. <laughs> I like where you're <laughs> and going. And I think
1: that's that's where. So Paul, for mm. the Jews in the first century, they're they and Jews today are still waiting for the Messiah. Yes. So that's where they that's where they're itching and if you go down to harvard oh yeah the messiah that's that's judaism i'm 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 just a former i'm a backslidden catholic or whatever they may be Mm -hmm. and and i just don't see i went to i went to mass i stood sat stood sat stood and i just couldn't wait to get out of there Mm. and they got out never looked back Mm -hmm. and and so uh yeah but what's the question when that person's Going to bed mm. and they're busy and they're thinking, What's do they ever think about the purpose of life? And Daniel, yes.
2: Yes. So I love where you're going with this because um then here's another piece I think to that puzzle um for us as believers. Um and, and this is why I went back I'm going back to the bedrock being the Bible. Yes. Um and Christ sacrifice for our sins. Um <clears throat> are we talking about salvation Mm. are we talking about and i've said this in Sabbath school classes christ coming again um Mm. because you mentioned goals and if a goal of mine is to somehow sleight of hand and get you into the church okay wonderful but been there done that got a t-shirt where we're going and i think our arc has to be beyond me waving my finger at you and criticizing that you're yep. not like me and not right. doing what I'm doing or you're not going where I'm going. Where are you going? What are your goals? And and I think in our lesson, it brings out um, one of the points. There were five points, but one of the other than... He complimented them on their spiritual awareness because these were God-fearing people for the most part. They had their gods, but they were God-fearing. And the last point, he warns them or he uses the opportunity to warn them about rejecting this God, the unknown God. And so I think that um, a real burden, a real love for souls and a real helping, I, I don't think anyone has heard the gospel to the point where it's like, listen, I don't care what, that you go to the movies or that you're wearing this or you're going to this concert or that concert. Or you're, yeah. You know, or you're not going to church with me every Sabbath. Right. Here's what I need you to understand. Christ promised, and he's never backed out on a promise, that he's going to come again. Yeah. He's also said that there's going to be a tribulation. Mm. He's also said, and it's very clear, The result of sin is death, but his gift is eternal life. Will you accept it and will you live accordingly?
3: See, I want to drive it even farther back Mm -hmm. because we, the three of us that are sitting in this room, we all come from the same DNA conversationally. Okay, mm-hmm. we use the words like Jesus and Christ and Christian and all the rest of that sort of stuff and we understand what we're talking about. I mean, it's almost become jargon at this yeah. point. Yeah. You walk out to Harvard University and you actually have to dial it back to do you believe in a higher power? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the word choices are so critical nowadays because if you go out there and say Jesus, then like everyone's running from you, you know, kind of thing. I mean, you can say, okay, I believe in a higher power. I can, And again, this is what I'm saying. We're talking about the initial, hi, how are you? My name is. Mm -hmm. Okay? I mean, and let me prove my point. When you see the Jehovah's Witnesses walking down your door, do you open your door and openly go and say, hey, how you doing? Let's sit down and talk for 45 minutes.
2: I do because (laughs) I I, I almost, you know, I love Tom. You're amazing. I, I do it. Because I want to engage. Right. Yeah. And then they're going the other way, get up, get me away from this guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I had one, and I just said, look, you know, they it ran two from Mormons. <laughs> I said, look, I just want you to know I'm a Seventh-day Adventist pastor. and Appreciate Oops. you. Oh, that's it. He's lost. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> running
2: for the hills. Yeah. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> but we took we took the magazine anyway, and, and uh, I won't say we read it cover to cover. <laughs> All right. I'll be honest with you. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's – uh, uh, it's interesting about you know what are people thinking about, and, mm-hmm. and that's why I think Paul is smart in going where he goes. These people, and, and they're talking all day long. Oh yeah. I mean, this is something, this is on the forefront of their minds. I think today people are so busy, they don't really take time to think about the big issues. Well, Can the, we anti, the, the, the anti-science the oh, thing. Oh, my. <laughs> you guys are almost. Sorry. Sorry.
3: The anti-science <laughs> thing is huge now. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And to me, that's one of the really big ones nowadays. Yeah, yeah. You look on TikTok. You look on all these social media sites. You have these really learned guys, PhDs in nuclear mm-hmm. physics and all that sort of stuff. And they're rolling them out there. Yeah. And there is this hypothetical you know, bashing of heads between Christianity and science. And it's a contrived thing, in my opinion.
1: Okay, so, but they build it that way. So I, I think here, here's a question that maybe you don't want to feel comfortable answering, but um, is it possible to say, yes, I believe Jesus existed. I believe that Jesus was God mm-hmm. and, and that he was from God um, and that he died on the cross and was resurrected. He died on the cross for my sins and he's now at the right hand of god but i think that there was a uh evolution happened over you know god theistic evolution that's the word the i believe in theistic evolution Mm -hmm. and i i figure the world started 30 million years ago and make up his own numbers and and but i do believe this is true so i'm saying that because are we making an issue of something that wasn't an issue and i i'm gonna say you know, if that's how they understand it, if they I, under- I have
3: no problem believing, okay. Now, this is going to get me burnt to the stake immediately. <laughs> okay. <Harris. laughs> I have no problem in believing that the globe that turned into the earth spun here for a really long time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that in seven literal days, God did what he did on the earth. Okay. I don't have that, a problem that, with yeah, either one right, of those two concepts. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That doesn't ref- refute my spirituality to say, yeah. Okay, because I grew up with the whole, oh, carbon-14 dating. They clearly don't understand what they're doing because it's not millions of years old. It's 6,000 only. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but (laughs) come on. Science isn't – the very essence of science is trying to come to the truth. And so there's no grand conspiracy here to to try to throw everybody off. What does that mean? That means that we don't understand what it is that we're looking
2: at. Sure, there's that's so yeah. that's one point, um, Pastor. You had a
1: no. I just I just you know we are not saved by our belief in the seven literal days of creation. We are not. We are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Period. Amen. Yes. And and however, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. don't pull
3: on the house of cards too hard. <laughs> well, I was just gonna
2: say that you know to Tom's point, your launch point, your starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, folks will argue that it has a basis for determining where you finish in that if you start from an evolutionary standpoint
1: yeah and that's uh, why this, this person a theistic yeah. evolution absolutely so, so god's in the so, so god's in the formula yeah
2: but the concept is that if you now you so you're syncrastic so you're, you're blending these things together you're looking for yeah. that happy medium and okay from your start point that determines your end point. If your start point is evolutionary in some way, even thealist, theistically yeah, yeah, evolutionary, yeah. then it can't end to a salvific standpoint. Um, that's biblical. That's what eh, I think. I don't think uh, so. <laughs> okay. Well, but, okay, but okay, that's, so let's, that's what let's I def- think though. Before you but, go but, there, but, but yeah, that's freak- what I think that a lot of Christians Traditional Christians would argue,
3: right. Yeah. So, but let's define our terms here. Yes. Okay. So that's that's incredibly important. Okay. And is it big E or small e evolution? Okay. Right. <laughs> there is nothing that says like I've observed bears in Pennsylvania when I was out there yes. who will bring their cubs to trash cans. Yep. Okay. How do they learn that? Do do were they that's an evolutionary step in their development, small e, evolutionary step in their development, that says food equals trash can.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, a behaviorist might say that this is them learning to interact With the spreading of us into their environment.
3: Right. But it's also all of those things as well. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's yours, what you're saying. Absolutely true. The behaviorist is right. (laughs) Okay. But also, but if you want to look at it from the small e evolution, things change based on their circumstances. That's the point. Correct. Okay. Now, big E evolution, where we came from nothingness into somethingness, no. Yeah. All right, now you've lost me, and I'm yeah. a, a wild-haired progressive.
1: <laughs> but I think it's interesting. Yeah, I must feel like we're in Athens listening to you guys. Oh talk yeah. Here. Oh yeah.
2: No, this is this is
3: good. <laughs> but
1: it's, it's but it's interesting because um, um, I just had a thought there about oh so so yeah, take walking somebody who is a strict atheist Uh believes hardcore evolution that's a different journey that's a different journey yes it is a different journey and and i think that's let's come back to the big picture the problem that we have is we are not connecting with the atheists the evolutionists the agnostics yes we need to do that and not be afraid of Dialogue questions questions uh-huh. we don't have answers for. Well,
3: I, I think that I, okay. So we we talked about this in other podcasts, okay. And Roger brought up that the percentage of atheists that there are out there are, is way smaller than what we think it is. Yes. What we are actually up against is this mishmash of ideas. Mm-hmm. that have somehow morphed into, like, I, I do my shiatsu, I do my zen, yep. Yep. I do mm-hmm. my this, I do my that, and it's all spirituality, you know, and I'm yep. good because I'm spiritual.
1: Yes. Okay, and, that's and, what we're really up against. And, and that is a good launch point, I would say. You know, I I'm admi- admire you for your desire for spirituality. The advantage that we have with this book called The Bible Mm -hmm. is we can stand on the shoulders of people who have learned from the past. And we can say, yeah, there was a guy named Abraham. And, you know, he was very familiar with idols. Mm -hmm. And one day he had an epiphany. He said, these idols are just metal. They're just bronze, steel, gold, whatever, silver. And, And so Abraham sees another world here. There's a God who who has created us and and you know ultimately understands that we are created in god's image mm-hmm. and so that once you understand that and that's sort of a, a launch point and and i think you know the problem with all this biblical knowledge is that we have all this biblical knowledge mm-hmm. and when you look at abraham right what was what was his oh yeah abraham believed god it was created as righteousness. period and, and 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 his walk of faith continues on.
3: <laughs> Daniel's, Daniel's got a grimace on his face. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> That's the word. I, I Well, <laughs>
1: <Tom's amazing. laughs> but he's not the Grinch. No, 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 no. You got a grimace. So so, so,
2: so, so this is beautiful that we're having this discussion, and, and I'll tell you why. Because, um, so one of the key points brought out in the lesson, and I and I heard you both gentlemen saying this, um, building bridges mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. getting to know people. For mm-hmm. the sake of getting to know them. Amen. Yeah. So, so I, yes. kinda, I made a note for that. Um, on the other standpoint, I see Paul as he was reasoning with the Athenians and the groups about their various idols and their various gods. Um, when you mention Abraham, you know, I think I could see Paul going back to Abrahamic history, at which point there is a point where the Jews were henotheistic. Before they were polytheists, before they were monotheists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's yep. often not talked about in biblical theology or biblical studies. Yeah. So henotheism is the concept of uh, there are multiple gods, mm-hmm. whether man made or otherwise, but these are out there. You do not deny them. Um, but there is only one chief god. Who truly interacts and engages, and we get a little bit of that from Abraham's story, where he smashes all these other gods, and he says, "Look, I made these things are all man-made, and they've been going around. You got a god for fertility, you got a god to help your crops grow, you got you know gods for all kinds of stuff, and none of these gods," he said, "Uh, "they're made."
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, it continues even farther than that when the children yeah. of Israel cross the Jordan. Yes, it it's does. Those, all those cities, it's like our God against your God. And the Israelites didn't have a problem with this, per no, se. Percent. They're just saying, yeah, it is, okay, it's and, a, and, and our, god's, gods. our God's going to
1: beat up your God. <laughs> right. So they were <laughs> heterotheistic. that was the language of the day. Yeah. yeah. That was the language of the yeah. day. Right.
2: And I think that, so, so Paul coming now to this very polytheistic, which... And, and Tom's in on this, the history of Rome, Rome had no problem with right. the gods you had. right. Mm-hmm. Pay your what, taxes.
3: That's all they care about.
2: All they wanted <laughs> you to do was don't stop the grain, don't yep. stop commerce, don't destroy Rome. Yep. And of course, for the Jewish mindset, that's a problem because there's only one God right. and yep. it's Yahweh. Right. Yeah. So, so I think that understanding the, the background of Judaism yep. is vital because he's not denying that people have these other idols and so forth out there. But if you're at your core, look at it in, his, say, even 21st century, yep. my bank account, my truck, whatever. my <laughs> whatever I'm, yep. I like yep. is not going to do anything for me, nor does it have the power to do anything for me. It's an inanimate man-made object. At the end of the day. Yep. And there's more.
1: So I I, this is awesome discussion. I'm looking at the the clock here. There's something I wanted to get to. Yes. When when Paul is in Athens, he compliments them and, and a compliment I think everybody appreciates a compliment. Sure. And he says, I see that in every way you are religious and there was an altar to an unknown God. Yes. And that that's a very interesting fact. You know, it's almost like a superstition. And how many people today are superstitious? You know, just mm. something be... Have you watched a
3: baseball game recently? Animism. Yeah.
1: But what's interesting is is when Paul goes on to his, give his speech, mm. I like what he's sharing from his perspective, but something I, I had a... Maybe it's heretical. Mm. Um, You're in good company. Okay, there we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> affirmation um you know (laughs) jesus asked over 300 questions over 300 questions and when i look at this i'm thinking paul maybe if you had phrased some of these in the form of a question to intrigue people Mm. you know if i say what color is a school bus somebody's going to be itching to answer to answer what color is an apple oh somebody wants to say but if i just say a school bus is yellow Hmm. or an apple is typically red, that you're just going to go to sleep. And and it's interesting that uh, Paul does this, and it's perhaps it's a little bit more questions because that's where we really have our discussion. And maybe he had short on Maybe He may have been short on time. Maybe he knew he was losing their attention or his uh, 15 minutes were up. Right. I don't know. Culture, but, too. Culture, yeah. The didactic. That's, that well, was that's very it. common. That's
2: used in the Greco-Roman world. Well, that could be um, it. Where that's how you shared knowledge and yeah. wisdom and philosophy. You use the didactic um, of of asking questions and leading.
3: Well, well that's what
1: Jesus does. Well, that's and, what Jesus does.
3: Yeah. And Paul does the same thing because he yes. had a foot in both worlds. Yes. Okay, he was a Jew, so he can go and he can stand toe-to-toe with the Jews yes. and the Torah, and he can roll it out and say, let's go. Yep. But he can do the same thing because he was secular educated. He had gone to university. Yes. And so he now knows all of these philosophies. Mm-hmm. He knows all of these concepts, and he can then, like you said, he can use their own methodologies yes. with mm-hmm. them to say, okay, Let's talk like you do.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting because it's I've, in a sermon I shared with this part of this essay, somebody once said that, um, I wish I can remember his name, people don't want to exist because of an accident. They don't want to die because of an accident. In other words, the Big Bang evolution is essentially a cosmic accident. Yes. Right. Yes. And then over millions of years, somehow or another, mysteriously, we evolved to a superior condition here called human beings right and multicellular multicellular (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and life just shows up it's just bizarre but my point is is um many people maybe need to have the question hey where did you come from where are you going Mm. goals goals and just metaphorically spiritually and i think if most people sit down and they've done surveys on this most people don't believe in hardcore evolution. Oh, they don't right. believe it. But do they even think about, well, if I don't believe in that, what do I believe? The cool thing about the Bible is it gives an outline about where we came from, where are we going? Yeah. And that's something that's missing from most people's narratives. They just, mm-hmm. oh yeah, well, uh, yeah, some, my, my science teacher said that it was a big bang and, and the cells multiply, blah, blah, blah. As the saying, the old saying is "from goo to you via the zoo." You know, <laughs> well, that's what, how it happened. One, one of the, the I, like who you, one. I, like that. I never heard that one. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things I think we need to
3: do, though, and this can be start of a conversation for next time, is our rigidity in the church when answering these questions.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and and the time we 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 think. Oh boy! Somebody walked in today, and they believe in evolution. Yeah. Oh my! We've got thirty-two minutes to convince them that right. God creates the world in six days and rests on the seventh. Thirty-two right. minutes. Yeah. Go! Oh, all right. Yeah. Hunker. Hunker yeah. down. Yeah. We, we do. And, and, and yeah, yeah. And, and 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 they're all just focused in on that yeah. one person. And get and, your proof texts. And it's yeah. like, oh yeah, I guarantee oh, you that ain't going anywhere. You know, they well, got the internet but, now. So. <laughs> that's the other thing. Yeah, that's the other thing. So um but my point is is asking a question is Mm. more engaging yes and and as adventists we are we love our literature and and uh we love to say let me put a stack of steps to christ at the laundromat right and and sign the time whatever it is publishing history publishing history and and because somebody will pick it up and uh but and and it's a very passive mm-hmm. and safe form of evangelism. Sure. You can walk in there. Soft. It's only the soft, managers soft there, and you you soft sell. Yeah. And you walk in, walk out, and and you don't know what happens there. Um, all the while, there's you know fifty, probably throughout the day. I don't know how many people go to a laundromat, but let's say fifty people, and they're all just trying to get their laundry done, and maybe are really wrestling with questions. Mm. Maybe loneliness. Yes. Maybe depression, whatever it might be. All the while there's a book there, and they never think about picking it up. Mm. But they need somebody to talk to.
2: So I, I love where you're going with this because I think um, one of the things that the concept of evolution in science has done is it, it has made these questions that people have um, tactile. Right. Right, uh, loneliness
1: is tactile yep. and pointlessness.
2: Uh, and pointlessness, yeah. vague, vague. Yeah, that's tactile. Yep. Um, uh, people don't do well with the ethereal, the faith-based, because okay, you're telling me about God, but I can't put him in a bottle and right. test him, and you can't right. touch right. him. And right. I can't touch him. Right. Yep. But I can feel loneliness. Right. Yeah. It's very yep. real. Um, people experience a lot of it during COVID. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and when they're still rolling out sp- pieces of that still. Even worshiping communities in, in the hospitality industry is still striving to to bounce back, coming from that kind of loneliness yep. and isolation. So, a lot of folks are into social media and, and they're into all of these things, seeking to um, somehow connect. Yep. One of the beautiful things that comes out of the lesson, I think is, um, and, I, and I so I made mention about building bridges and connecting, but how we can, through faith, this vague vague thing, we can uh, start to connect with people as mm-hmm. God wants to connect with them. And that's, I think, a failure, a criticism, a, a, an area that we need to build on.
1: So that's one of the discussion questions, Daniel. Yes. Glad you brought us there, because yes. <laughs> that that's... Uh, that's a big issue. You yes. know what? How do you do this? And uh, what sort of behavior is required of a Christian to build bridges with people in the city yeah. uh, who do not know God? Yes. And uh, with the story of Paul in Athens as a model, what is the first step for anyone beginning new evangelistic work in a city? Yes. Um, that and and third question. Let me just rattle this off. When sure. we are provoked by modern types of idols. What should, we be, what should we avoid doing, especially right at first, in starting new work among the people who worship those idols?
2: Not criticize. Not, not criticize. No, yeah.
1: no. It's the old instead of, in the gar- it, instead of cursing the gar instead of cursing the darkness, light a candle. Yeah. Yes. You know, and that's yes. what I think we. I,
3: I think back to my father and my mother coming into the church. Yes. Okay, and my dad, who's now passed away, he loved fishing Hmm. he loved golf he loved bowling he did he loved all of those middle classy kind of worker kind of stuff right and and (laughs)
1: yeah what kind
3: of guy (laughs) when when he came into the church he gave all of that up Hmm. okay because it was made known to him that these were things that you shouldn't be doing because they take your focus away Hmm and ever since then like for years like he he eventually picked fishing back up okay yep. but his bowling and his golf i mean it was and and i thought that as a young person i felt that that was such a shame oh. because my father actively missed these things
1: yeah, yeah. they were yeah. fun yeah so yeah that that's uh, that brings up a question too is how is do it, we connect well, well, no, yeah. I, I mean, that's the sad part. He missed. He lost out on some wonderful opportunities to connect. Right. Yes. You know, fishing, yes. golfing, socializing. What do you do on weekends? Oh, Saturday, go to church. Wait, blah blah blah. And you know, right. it's just parent, you're just passing by. Comment. Yeah. Um, this is, and and I'm really grappling with this in my mind. Mm-hmm. If we would back to pick on down in Cambridge, or if we were in wherever, and said, you know would you want to be a christian and they oh. say well what does that mean does that mean i've got to give up right um yeah. smoking and pot and do i have to vote a certain way and mm, be homophobic yeah. and, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. you know <laughs> so and that's so a, that's where <laughs> there's so much baggage <laughs> right and and it's like what happened between athens mm. and and uh uh 2023 beautiful
2: stuff um and so that that's actually the part two
1: yeah it does but, and this is a good <laughs> I won't thing be with, here
2: for it but that's the. we are too. running out I of got time notes on it
1: we got oh man oh man, man. <laughs> oh, man.
2: Um, that's the good stuff that's but the-
1: but I think yeah, as we wrap up here my friends we we need to say okay look at what Paul did I mm. mean look at what the guy did yeah and he did so he had a fire in the belly he was on fire he built he bridges. Loves the lord he goes he goes, he, goes. Yeah, he
2: built bridges
1: he built bridges and and uh he he got the materials the raw materials and mm-hmm. you know in one case it was who is the messiah yeah and and he used that and i'm sure he probably did have a litany of proof texts sure he probably did oh yeah there's you nothing know.
3: wrong with no. having those it's you
1: just don't lead with them right right
2: right and 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 so Persuasion. Um, you know, you talked about the materials. Um, if I'm building a relationship with you, it might be something we both enjoy, right? And it might be a golf. It might or, be boring or arguing
1: about the Torah or or right, arguing right. scripture. Yes, even. Yep. And then,
2: um, what builds out of it is a relationship, right? Yeah. And say, you know, so. You know, Pastor Rahm um and uh, A and and yeah, Tom. Yeah. We d- we didn't agree on anything, but you know something, we 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 argued scripture. We were out there throwing a ball back and forth and 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 everything like that, or or, or playing. And, and you know something, I say to my wife, then next weekend i want to go and hang out with those guys again yeah, right <laughs> you, yeah. Know? Yeah, cool, and, cool. you know and you know cuz it's fun because That's it's fine. fun <laughs> and and, and <laughs> while I, I i may not necessarily i have a different point of view than they do but you want to know something now my mind and my eyes are being open to looking at this jesus guy and I never looked at him like that before. I never really thought about him much. And Tom and Anar made me think about him deeper. There you go. And and so, you know, hey, here I am, you know, and guess what? I'm going to go hang out with him again. There you (laughs) go.
1: weekend. (laughs) Because, you see, here's the thing. If you don't hang out with somebody who, you know, you're going to hang out with somebody. Somebody's going to conform you. Connection. Yeah, but somebody, if I spend, I don't have the tip. TikTok app. But if I spend 3 hours on TikTok, TikTok. Yes. TikTok. That's a TikTok. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like TikTok. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, that wasn't an ad. No, no, no. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but but if if you're from TikTok, send us a freak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll sure, we'll, we'll, take that. we'll take all the TikToks. We'll you yeah. want to send yeah. us right. <laughs> but um, um, mm. yeah, that's going to shape you. Yes. If I'm scrolling on Facebook or whatever, that shapes me. Yeah. And it could be images of people on vacation having a wonderful time when really they aren't, or they're showing off their new car or their new boat, camper yeah. and and but it's all shaping us. If you
3: are less than 20 years old, most of that age group gets the majority of their information from those platform yeah right
1: which is yeah. it, that's a whole well, other discussion good point, good whole point. other question <laughs> so but point being is is um, come with the questions come with the deep philosophical uh, you, you know reason for living questions Whoa. that everybody has everybody needs to answer deal with those yes. and Paul is intentionally going out into the community into the world to the world I correct myself into the world yes and and you know Athens they had plato and you know aristotle and socrates, and, socrates. Mm-hmm. and you know so he adapted for that situation yes um but how he did we don't know but he showed up yeah. and a, th- a seed of thought was yeah. put into somebody's mind and that they obviously hadn't heard before yes and and so there's a whole science here about about how we change our minds, and and uh, you know nobody really changes their minds by the first, right. you know if you say I'm I'm definitely buying a Ford, and somebody shows up, <laughs> oh you should buy a Chevy. I, I and, need to and, I
3: need to find this article, but it talks about that your brain actively negates facts yeah. that don't that don't speak to your own belief systems.
1: I think it's cause confirmation bias or something like something that. like so that. Yeah, I have yeah, to. I, have I think to, Ed might know about that. Yeah. So, but listen. I appreciate this discussion. And yes. and at the end of the day, my friends, um, you know, it's easy for us to be in our cocoons, yeah. in yep. our circle of friends. Yep. We all believe the same way. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, we have the same wow. worldview, but we need to say, okay, uh, there's somebody out there who doesn't know what I know. Mm. There's somebody out there whose life isn't as blessed as mine is. Right. Mm. Because I know about... Jesus Christ. I know that He is the one who created this world, who's redeeming the world and who's going to recreate the world. Mm-hmm. I mean just think of that storyline right there yeah. sure what that offers to us and that so many people are oblivious to. Yeah. so um, but so let's pray yeah. that we would have those moments when we'll be able to engage with other people. Tom, would you pray for us as we close? Absolutely.
3: Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for this time together where we can discuss your word. We can meet as friends and sometimes as verbal combatants. But you know what? (laughs) Our main desire is to bring you to others. Be with us now as we go our separate ways for this day. Father, we love you and we can't wait to go home. In thy name,
1: amen. Amen. Thank you for allowing us to be part of your life. We hope this has been a blessing to you. And uh, uh, next week, next podcast, we will look at lesson number, or part number two, Mission to the Unreached. That will be lesson number 11. Hope you can join us. And uh, may really, as we sign off, may God's mission be my mission. Amen. Amen. I'll be with you.
0: If you are looking for a community, have some questions about the discussion, or would like to participate in a live Sabbath School class, please join us every Saturday at 10 a.m. for Sabbath School and 1115 for our worship service at 337 Main Street, South Lancaster, Massachusetts. This has been a production by the College Church's communication media ministry. If you were blessed by this podcast, please like, follow, and subscribe. Join us next week for another lesson and let us all remember to love more, grow more, and serve more.